having a podcast with two alphas. <laughs> it's real hard. <laughs> Let's see. Where are we at right now? 14 seconds after 45 <laughs> minutes of preposterously <laughs> tense negotiation. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Oh, wow. Way to diffuse the situation, Josh. Um, And that, um, listeners, is a masterclass in diffusing a very tense situation (laughs) where a lot of there's a lot of moving parts and a lot of emotion and soul put into an episode. Um, Now, listeners, you you might not. And I'm Pete. Josh. You might not know this um, because you haven't listened to all 140. Uh, mm. No, no. I think it's like 138 now. This is for sure. Mm-hmm. Is it? I feel like we've been at 137 for so long. Anyway, um, listeners, you can relate to it. I can relate to it. Sometimes you phone things no, what? in. <laughs> what are you getting at? Okay. And some of our episodes, we put a lot of yes, effort into last it. Last week's episode, um, in particular, which has gotten great um, response. Last week's episode, um, it has gotten a good response. I was surprised at the well, response. I think the title is very but, um, evocative. <laughs> yeah, maybe it is the title. I like to think it's yeah, the content. I mean, I think a little bit of both. I mean, um, I thought it was a dumb idea, but obviously it turned out to be a great idea. So. Speaking of a dumb idea. Let's not do a transition to this week's episode just mm. yet. Um, but like I, like I said, you know, sometimes we phone episodes in. Um, you know, Poeheads, yeah, like I'm sure you can tell us an episode like... I'm going to say... Hmm, 60 of them? I mean, sometimes there's a... <laughs> all right, that's a little <laughs> high. Um, a lot of, a lot of, of times, episodes, you know, there's... All Tano Boys is 100%. We gave we gave a hundred um, for everyone. Some of them. Sometimes there's lemons. All right, and this is an episode I would say where one of the po boys' essence was put into it, and that's the, here's gross. the thing. Um, no, it, it's oh, gross. Having passions not having passions oh, gross. not gross, passions Josh. But um, and boy. Did I get into the dark side as I was writing this? Um, So this week, um, we are bringing back the first iteration of Po'boy Theater in 2021. Yes, okay. Um, First Po'boy Theater of the year. I, mm -hmm, yep, Um, first Po'boy Theater of the year. Um, It has been a while. The last time we did Po'boy Theater was... I think maybe we, I think we did do it for the Mandalorian season two trailer, but that was definitely one that was phoned in. Um, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> um, but we do this, we do po'boy theater where we, you know, take off our po'boy hats and we put on our acting mm-hmm, hats mm-hmm. and we're both very good. Actors. And well, I mean, we're both, we are both actors. I'll mm-hmm. say, um, whether or not we are very good or not is to the eye and the ear mm-hmm. of the listener. Mm-hmm. Um, for you are the one that ultimately decide if you give us five stars or may I say, if you even continue to listen after this episode. Mm-hmm. So it's 
not, you know, maybe I'm very good, maybe I'm very bad, maybe Josh is good, maybe he's bad, but it's up to you, the fan, you, the listener. You know, we have 4.8 out of 5 on Apple Podcasts. I have 16 Mm -hmm. reviews. (laughs) And you're what? 18 ratings, never mind. Like, a lot of reviews. I don't think we've touched base on reviews in a while. Um, There used to be a time where we... You were looking at them. I mean, what's the la- what's the latest review? Have mm. we got any new ones? Because there's the one that's from my grandma. Who's and then there's one. There's one from mm-hmm. the, the last. Well, okay, we only have three reviews. We have 18 ratings. The most recent review looks like it was from the end of 2019. <laughs> this is absolutely the best okay. Star Wars pod. I should know. I listen to them all. This one is hilarious. <laughs> the opening always has me in stitches. I almost drove my car off the road as I was laughing at Pete's nonsensical screeching. But I have to say, I wish Josh would stop talking about his girlfriend. So, oh, we've already talked about this. Sorry, is he trying to cover the fact that he doesn't even have one? Yep, okay. Now I remember. Yeah, freaking. But yeah. 4.8 out of 5. Oh, my God, though. It's, what? It's all It's five-star reviews and one-star review. Nothing in between. Well, that's that's pr- pretty much what it how it usually is. With I all mean, good things, right? I, I yeah, you either really. I mean, we live in a polarized yeah. country, you know. Well, more on that. Um, <laughs> well, actually, I don't know if we're going to get to it I feel today. Like we have to um, only because well, as here, I was editing okay. last week's podcast, it came out, and I was like, "You're freaking kidding me." Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it really just depends. Like I would hate for, you know, we get cut in an hour and for us to be, you know, mm, midway true. through the yeah, through. Occasion. Well, why don't we like, should probably I just, jump in and then see where we're at when we're done with that. Put news yeah, in the back so we'll, we have time. Um, yeah, helpful. and I'm sure we'll cover it next week too. Like, this is not something that's going away. Um, she, she's going away. Um, yeah, she's gone. Certain, there's certain new sites out there that are like, oh, fans are rallying to to have her rehired and stuff. And you, you know, Disney did fire James Gunn, and then they're like, never mind, we're bringing him back. Different, different. That, oh, wow. Different. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not trying to compare contents or offenses or whatever. I'm just comparing Disney to Disney here. Um, Listen, um, she had a bunch of offenses. It, that's true. And I and thought we, current. and I was going to, they're not, I was going to grade them too. Like, mm, I don't really care about this one. Oh, oh, I do really care about this I had one. I meant to go yeah, back and listen but, to what we said the first time we handled this or touched on this around the premiere of season two of the Mandalorian. Um, I, all right, let's just get into it. So Gina Carreno, um, she, she got canned yeah. from the Mandalorian and Rangers of the new Republic, um, yeah. for, um, basic, I mean, th- there's a bunch of controversies related to her. Um, we've talked about the most notable one, her being an anti-vaxxer and, um, a conspiracy theorist about the election. Yeah. When but, last we touched on it, it was that she had, she herself was saying things against wearing masks, against, you know, various COVID safety measures. And she Mm -hmm. was, you know, perpetuating this uh, voter fraud narrative. 
And then you had also pointed out, though I'm not as up in all this, that she was retweeting or liking posts from noted homophobic, transphobic, et cetera, people. And then I also, I guess she also made light of people pointing out their pronouns in social media and stuff like this. So that had previously been my understanding of her offenses. Yeah. So yeah. And, and, um, the, the comment that she did, um, which was separate from what I said, um, somebody asked her to put her pronouns and then she did boop beep bop, which she apologized later for doing after talking to Pedro Pascal. Um, but my main comment was, she retweeted a couple things from a poster who like isn't open, like was, um, was delisted, not delisted, demonetized off YouTube mm-hmm. for being, for having, um, homophobic, yeah. um, content. Mm-hmm. Um, and a person that I know, like said a bunch of slurs and used it to get more money. And I just like, can't stand this person, but like the general person, the general fan of hers or the general, like we had a whole thing about, you know, when you retweet, are you like help responsible for right. all the background of it? And it didn't seem like, I it seemed like I was literally the only person that was like, this person's messed up yeah. and she should know yeah. that. I mean, you make a, you make a good point. I, you know, I guess in, my defense so to say not that i'm bang- you know I, I think the last time we talked about this i really tried to give her the benefit of the doubt just because it is such a polarizing time and i think we all have people in our lives that perhaps we're even related to or are, are close with that have different political ideologies than us and stuff and i i try my best to not um i don't know make those people seem like the enemy in my head, you know? And so I, when, when last controversy had come up, I really try to give her the benefit of the doubt of like, Oh, that's just, you know, so-and-so's uncle at the barbecue and they've got Mm -hmm. some ideas that are, uh," and try you know, but they mean well, or, you know, but it's, it's increasingly become uh, harder and harder. And it's now pretty much impossible. (laughs) I don't know. She really went uh, a simile too far. Well, the other thing too is, um, so the, the the thing that got her fired essentially is, and I don't know if you've seen it, mm-hmm. um, but I've seen it is on her Instagram story. Um, and she has, you know, a few million followers, I think maybe six, but that might be a little too high. She has oh, a large social. <laughs> um, yeah. One of our Finstagrams. Um, <laughs> So she she has a huge following, um, you know, relatively large, and she's connected to Disney through the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And she posted a picture of um, some Jewish people in a concentration camp with the text, um, like modern day, like comparing modern day Republicans to Jews during the Holocaust. Yeah, I thought my understanding was it wasn't. It wasn't people in the concentration camp. It was people being harassed by Germans or whatever, or like had okay. thrown out. I don't know. It was deleted. I only saw it the once. Um, okay, I mean, so splitting, but the, splitting hairs mm-hmm. here, but the yeah, it was it was essentially like you know the early persecution of the Jews in pre World War II Germany is a one for one comparison to what is happening with conservatives in America right now, mm-hmm. which is you really. And, Boy, you really gotta you gotta steal yourself to be able to throw something like that out there. I mean, whew. 
Yeah, and I, I talked to a few conservatives I know, and, and they did not seem to think that about themselves. Yeah, I, mean, um, I hope so, not. You had, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know. You really got to either like not have any idea of what World War II was and what the Holocaust was. And like, I, don't, I don't know. You really you got to do a lot of mental gymnastics to believe in that comparison. Uh, yeah, and o- honestly, too, um, it's like I would assume that she did not put a ton of mental effort into this. She just saw it mm-hmm. and was like, boom, I'll throw this out there. Um, it's just the final thing that got her um, to be canned from Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious if it's because of the insurrection that there just really isn't like that willingness to do to like for an, a Disney ambassador to be associated with a Disney product. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause there are like, you know, Chris Pratt is an example of a um, conservative yep. Disney employee. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not really shown as much anymore, but also I don't know if that's like his choice or just he's connected to more projects like, um, I, I really have no idea. Like, it's not like you see a ton of Marvel people around anymore right now because there's nothing really for them to promote. Right, exactly, yeah. Um, but he's probably the most well-known uh, in my well, and, mind. And quite of, like, frankly, there's plenty of people affiliated with Disney or Star Wars or Marvel whose political ideologies are just a question mark, and who knows? Because they're not, you know, espousing them. I mean... To the best of my knowledge, mm-hmm. it's not like Robert Downey Jr. is out there on the campaign trail regularly. You know, who knows what that guy thinks? But he also doesn't, you know, plaster it all over um, social media. So I don't know. Yeah, so it's, it's um, I mean, it's just a, a situation that once you're involved, you know, and have that large of a following, like us, for example, like we don't post um, political stuff other than complaining about certain people and their masking policies. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, going, and then and then months later, just throwing all that to the wind and deciding whatever it's different for me. Oh yeah, um, so it's not like we're. I mean, we are consistent in that. Like what she, I, I, I think what she did was or nothing if not consistent. I think what she did was like merit enough to be terminated, like. It's yep. not I mean, a free speech thing when it's connected to a corporation. You know, it's all about their image. And clearly they thought that those free speechers um, voices did not matter as much as the people that are, you know, vividly upset with an analogy to that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, I liked her character. Um, I didn't think I, I was, I was not um, like this is a top ten character for me in Star Wars. No, but I did um, really appreciate her physicality, mm-hmm. fight scenes and stuff. I mean, she definitely, you know, she's she's a great action performer. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, and I I am a little sad for the people that you know want to cosplay as her, but now yes. have to like yeah be have to be kind of be like really are you also endorsing that which is weird because it's like all those slave leias that are at celebration Mm -hmm. it's like 
you don't really put a connection to Carrie Fisher and how liberal she was. It's just, you know, that's a character. Um, But I guess we kind of live in a time where you are kind of connected to that controversy, not so much the actual character themselves. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I guess just at the end of the day, I don't, you know, there are still people alive who were directly affected or have family members who were directly affected by the Holocaust. And it was a real thing. And so, so flippantly invoke it in the name of something that is so inarguably less severe Mm -hmm. and, and the belittling of very real horrors is, you know, I mean, like you said, maybe she didn't even think, maybe it was just like, Oh, I'll throw this into the social, you know, media sphere. So I, you know, and that's uh, not us. That's not us trying to defend her too. Right. Like that, that, I mean, the crazy, the, the, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say crazy, but the wild thing about it is like you and I were born like in 1990, not to age, not to age us. Well, and that's 45 years earlier than that mm-hmm. is when, you know, everybody had experienced this, the after effects, like there are people that are alive um, today who's like half their family was wiped out. Yeah. Um, and you know, people you, you you see it in the news like once or twice a year about people trying to reclaim lost property that was yeah. physically Worth torn from them mm-hmm. as they were escaping <clears throat> various parts of Europe. And it's just like a a thing that is horrifying. And yeah. for her to make it light of it is honestly in line with things that she's done, right? Like we talked about um, you know, all the, we're at like what, almost half a million dead in the U S and people continue to make jokes about, I was, I was just sort of thinking about, cause you know, like early on, there were like a few celebrities who kind of made light of it or made mm-hmm. it into like a, a freedom thing. Then in mm-hmm. particular of Evangeline Lilly who plays the wasp. I remember her making some sort of post about like, Oh yeah. And that was like in April or something. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I gotta think like she immediately walked back the comments, but like now, almost a year later, I gotta think people who were like that early on are like, "Oh my god, this is out there forever!" Like I'm never gonna be able to. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. There's I don't know. Yeah, I can I can certainly appreciate a company not wanting to be associated with perpetuating that sort of uh, yeah line of thought. Yeah, so what let's talk about what that means for the shows. So like Mandalorian season 3, I I don't think it really affects that whatsoever. I, mean, um, I really can't say it does, right? I mean, it, insofar as the show has indicated it's always like a team up at the end. Right. Um, like that's that's been a uh that's a key component like mm-hmm. she won't be there, but like, you know, Sabine is an exciting character. Zeb is an exciting character that might, or Rex. I mean, geez, all these people that are exciting people to add into the show. And then Mm -hmm. in terms of Rangers of the new Republic, um, it's so far out there. Um, I guess the people that are the showrunner and screenwriters now have some stuff to do. Well, but quite, and I had, I mean, who knows, but I had 
I had also heard, and again, this is all, we tend to not get into this rumor crap, so I don't know. But I, one of the narratives I had heard perpetuated was this idea that it was originally going to be a Cara Dune spinoff. Mm-hmm. But that controversy with her led it to change to like a Rangers of the New Republic thing. But also, I oh, okay. Who Interesting. knows how true that is, though? I, I did not read it anywhere reputable. But it's also, I don't you know, it's... We had been acting as if it was matter of fact that she was going to be in Rangers of the New Republic. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm and that's that's a very reasonable thing to think, too, when they're describing these three shows as a team-up that leads to some big event of Ahsoka, The Mandalorian, and Rangers of the New Republic. Yeah, Star Wars Age of Ultron. Um, I like to think of it as Civil War, but... Here's how yes. yes. So... I'm sure, you know, more information will come out. She hasn't responded to anything. She has. Oh, she has? Um, in so many words. Yeah, because she, after she got fired, she, like, signed a deal with some sort of other production company and some sort of, I don't know, presumably conservative dude, and they're going to, like, make a movie or something. So. Oh, okay, because she was dropped from her agency. Yeah. yeah which... Um, you know, it's just a a thing that businesses will do because they need to get that sweet, sweet Disney money. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so, I mean, she's not going to go hungry. Um, she's, you know, um, multi-talented. So this is just her being now, um, taken away from the storytelling that is Disney. And, you know, um, it's not like a right to it. You know, it's a privilege that people get. Um, right. You hear so many. I mean, even her in her interviews, how ecstatic she was that they wrote that character in for her. Like the fan, the concept art was literally Gina Carano. Yeah. Um, so and no word from Mandalorian folk. No, 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 or anything. And I, I mean, to be fair, they probably never will say anything about it. I guess, or maybe they'll. Unless they get pushed in an interview, I don't imagine. That yeah, they and I think are, with the likes of those guys, I don't think that they're Disney puts them in situations where they're getting questions they don't know about in advance and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah. Though I mean they you know, they did that fairly candid interview with Filoni and, and Rosario Dawson where they kind of got into stuff, but that's I don't know, I guess a little different. Boy, Mandalorian, what a hotbed for controversy. Yeah, okay, we right. we can't even we're you know a month out of that. Uh, yeah, of that. yeah, the show's not even on right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh um, man! Yeah, I'm sure we'll get some. Pascal's cast in The Last of Us, and that also happened right before I posted this episode. Oh, <laughs> and um, the was daughter is um, yeah, um, from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, Mormont, some of Mormont, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, wow, wow! So, plenty of news coming <clears throat> out right before we were released our new episode, but I'm sure we'll have plenty of time to get over that in the near future because there's nothing else. Star Wars coming out. Um, so on to the matter at hand, I would think then. Yeah. Um, robust discussion about that. Yeah. So we, um, I had said previously, and Mm -hmm. this is honestly to our ride or die. Po boys fans. This isn't to Mm -hmm. our new ones, um, because they have abandoned us and they don't deserve this content. So no, with with no, with don't. with that caveat, um, I had previously said if we get to a hundred um, listeners, uh, sorry, fan, um, followers on Twitter, 
I would write mm-hmm. fan fiction. So Josh, why don't you talk about the fan fiction you wrote to provide a little context? So we um, used to very vigorously solicit emails from listeners back when we still had this idea that we might have listenership. And we eventually did get one email. And I was so excited to have gotten an email that I decided I would write fan fiction in honor of it. That was not something put out there beforehand, I don't believe. I think after we got the email, I decided to do it. Um, and it was also just, honestly, the like, the Raylo fan community is just so enjoyable to me. Um, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't count myself among them. I do not ship. I'm the Raylo ship or Stan or whatever you kids are calling it these days. But I just find that community so um, endearingly enthusiastic and I find the fan art they come up with. So uh, (laughs) it makes me uncomfortable in the most hilarious ways, I guess. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I I just wanted to throw my hat in the ring and I wrote some Raylo fanfic in honor of getting an email. I think really I just secretly had Raylo fanfic on the mind and used the email as an excuse. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And that was, that was back at some point during our season two coverage of star Wars um, resistance that, that we, we acted that out. And I think we have that tweet pinned um, Mm -hmm. in in our, our our account. If you want to go back and listen to that. So then Pete a while ago said, if we got a hundred followers on Twitter that he would write, Star Wars fan fiction. And then we did get a hundred followers a while ago. And then I logged on to our Twitter feed for the first time in a long time and was scrolling through our feed and found a number of wildly explicit gifts mm-hmm. that I did not think would be allowed. Which is, that's the danger of the follow back policy explicit. too. Um, yes. Pete would just follow back anyone who followed us. And it turns out some of them were, <laughs> <laughs> less than star wars fans yeah 100 percent. i it was so we <laughs> lesson learned followed them and then they unfollowed us and we didn't have 100 followers anymore and then last week right before we recorded i checked our twitter account and we had 100 followers and that was the first thing i saw in the episode is we have 100 followers now and he was like all right i gotta write fan fiction and then i checked today right before we started recording and we are down to 98 followers but think that if we are just like, oh, no, 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 it's only 98 followers not doing it anymore, then people are going to be like, oh, so it doesn't matter. They're not true to their word. They're liars. You know, I, I like to think by having the integrity of doing the fan fiction because we had had 100 followers, we will earn the kind of loyalty and respect that gets you 100 followers, you know? And Josh, you're going to eat those words of loyalty and respect oh, after you oh, have to a- act out um, the scene. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. this one goes out to our loyal, loyal Twitter followers, um, our rider mm-hmm. dies, um, who have been there day one, A1, or, you know, recently joining. Um, I'd like to you know, give a brief plug to the voice force podcast, um, who was very, very apologetic when I, um, blasted them and said, you did yeah, this. Said, You're our hundred followers. <laughs> <laughs> they seemed thrilled. Um, uh, they seemed yeah, they, thrilled they were very, that. very nice about it. They were very nice about it. They said we had no intention of causing this or had any prior knowledge of this, 
you know, showing that they don't listen to the podcast. Um, crying yeah. face. Good luck with the fanfic. And then it's, um, and this is great. They did a gif of Poe. So that was very, yep. yep. I mean, and quite frankly, that gif almost makes me want to watch episode nine again. I don't love that movie, but let me tell you, Poe is so handsome in that movie. And it's really peak handsomeness for Poe. This, this podcast voice of the force podcast. Um, you can, you can give them a listen. Um, they're, they're Canadian. They have their, um, their picture is of, um, Starlight Beacon, I believe. So, yeah. um, that's pretty cool. I mean, or don't, they have 439 followers. So, I mean, <laughs> what do they need help with? You know? Um, yeah, I, I, you know what? Let's, let's throw some good if vibes out get, there. If we get to 400, it's not even worth it. Not even worth it. <laughs> if we get to 400 followers, you'll write chapter two of your fan. Fi- well, is it? Is this shorts? I, I, I'm going to view our fanfic as short stories, not um, building a continuity. Okay, um, because sure. this doesn't add on to anything. Like you see, cinematic universe. Um, insofar it's all sort of whatever. You know, is it the same? Is it not? Whatever. We don't know. We tried. We failed. Okay. So, with that being said, that's DC um, talking, not me. A few ground rules, um, listeners. One um, is you're going to hear voices and um, Mm -hmm. it'll no longer be Josh and Pete. It's going to be the actors themselves. Now, in this... and I'm only going to be playing Ray, correct? You are playing Ray. Um, I'm going to... I'm speaking a lot and, you know, um, you have Ray and I... What else is now? um, Yes. (laughs) So... (laughs) Um, this is about um, four pages, eight pages double spaced mm-hmm. um, for those of mm-hmm. you that ever had to do that and, you know, viewed yeah. things in, in that in that stark um, line edge. Um, with that being said, listen, listeners, we, we've got how much time left in this episode? Half Please be over. Oh, OK. OK. <clears throat> and with that, um, enjoy. If we got to throw it a commercial, we'll throw it. Raylo. Chapter two. <clears throat> Poboy Theater presents Raylo, Chapter Two. <sighs> yes! Oh my God! <sighs> Ray, a capable young woman, sits alone in her studio apartment, waiting in a Zoom room for her first day of the second semester of the New Republic Jedi Academy. The day started off as any other day during the pandemic in her apartment, alone with her thoughts. The only sound she could hear was the rumblings of the sand outside her apartment and the loud fan of her 2016 Alienware laptop that she had to hawk two and a half quarter portions to get. Ray looks out her apartment window. Her apartment is full of trinkets and memorabilia from times long forgotten. She is a scavenger. Her screen reads, wait for the host to let you in. Ray looks over to her books. Each copy of her Jedi text a hand-me-down, an older edition than what the masters will teach her. She looks at the name of the author of one of her books. Who was Yariel Poof? <laughs> Sounds like a terrible name for a Jedi. <laughs> I love editorializing in my fiction. <laughs> well, the scavenger shakes her head to throw off her trailing thought. She needs to prove herself today in class. She was able to finally afford the Academy after earning a farm scholarship. An orphan, she, she likes to think she isn't the first in her family to be, to be going to, to school, but she will never know. <laughs> The screen goes from white to black. Ray tenses up as she gets ready to introduce herself. She connects her audio and waits to hear from her professor when the screen reads, Student, he, him, Kylo. 
The black screen says nothing to her. Ray picks her background. Too embarrassed to have her fellow classmates see where she lives. Scrolling through the backgrounds. Coruscant? No one would believe that she's from the city. Grass background? Oh yeah, then everybody would be calling her a Dantooine nerf herder. Earth, Northern Lights, Poe's podcast background. Each were going to create an impression, <laughs> and this first impression was going to be everything. She chooses the beach background and turns on her camera. A voice calls out to her. Yeah, I assume that's, uh, no, that's you. you. You're the voice. I thought I was no, right. Um, oh, yeah. Sorry. That is me. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, your palm tree is messed up. She looks and sees her ace pilot knapsack is showing. She panics and her face goes red as she smacks the bag to the ground. I have no idea what you're talking about. The black screen illuminates showing a boy, his face and thoughts elsewhere from her in the class entirely. A face she's seen before, familiar and yet foreign at the same time. Did he know about her personal life? No one can know about her background. This was a clean slate for the scavenger. Nay, Jedi in training. What kind of name is Kylo, anyway? It's a cool name. What kind of name is Ray Romano? Her face tenses as her mind processes his pop cultural reference. Oh, no, he'll find out how much of an outsider she is when she doesn't get the joke. Quickly, she thinks, what is that from? Then she hears Kylo say, in a whispered voice, jeez, does no one get my references? Everybody loves Ray, more like everybody hates Kylo. She looks at her screen as she hears that. Kylo is muted the entire time as she unmutes. Everybody doesn't love me. The boy looks at her bewildered as if he was being heard for the first time. Just as he is about to unmute, black screen begin to populate the room. Master Skywalker connects his audio and turns his camera on. It is clear the professor has seen some things, but clearly has the knowledge she seeks. He unmutes. I did things. <laughs> I didn't do them for medals or accolades. I did them because it's what has to be done. The guy says, you jump on this X-Wing to fight the enemy. Master Skywalker pauses as he thinks of an heir long gone. <laughs> In this class, you will learn the true meaning of the Force and its application. You will learn the meaning of the Kurahi. Ray stares at the screen and darts to her poof text. Kurahi? Kurahi? Where had she heard that before? In a whispered voice, we stand alone. There his voice is again, but his mic is on mute. How is she hearing him? Master Skywalker rants about his record and the responsibility each student has to the world. Even though their journey will be alone, they will add to the greater living force. Ray rolls her eyes and says as she's muted, I could write a dissertation on loneliness. The boy's eyes go wild. Did he hear what she was saying? She had to get a new computer when she could afford it. The scavenger ponders how it is possible as she immerses herself in the material of the first lesson. Two days later, we find Ray and Kylo in class with Master Skywalker as he provides instruction on their first written assessment. With so few grades in the Jedi Academy, even one quiz can be a make or break on her keeping her scholarship. She tunes in for the back end of Skywalker's instructions. Ugh. And that is why you have to you must write the correct answer for each question. I will not accept a phonetically correct response. Ray thinks to herself, what is this nonsense? The professor must make accommodations for people with learning disabilities. Oh my god. Professor, but what if Master Skywalker cuts her off and begin. The girl 
opens up the online assessment of disparate species in the various ecosystems. Although she's never seen a Minox, she's dreamt of them vividly, as if she's seen them on a family vacation before, but she has no family. <laughs> she goes to the next question. This species is a massive, gray, omnivorous mammal. She says that that's a hap at the market, but what is the actual name? She spells it out. H-A-B-B-A-B-O-R. No, that's not how you say it. That's not how you spell it. Then she closes her eyes and sees her hands, but they aren't hers. Where is she? The black gloves begin to type H-A-P-P-A-B-O-R-E-S. Of course, that's the response. She types the answer and gets a hundred. <laughs> Boy, the pacing. Woof. Break. Later that day, she's called in a Zoom conference with Dean Snoke. In the waiting room, a familiar screen shows up. It's him. Why are we even here? I have no idea. A third screen appears as it connects it to audio. It reads, Supreme Leader Snow, he, him. The camera turns on to reveal a hideous man. Someone you describe as war-torn and sand-torn at the same time. Ray tries to look, but has to look away. The Zoom moniker chains to Dean Snow, he, him. I got this. Sorry about that. I was the dungeon master in my TNT this week. Well, you two chuckleheads, you are both here for a cheating violation. Cheating? Ray's never cheated in her life. Even when her Snapple would give her the answer to the riddle, she'd pour over every response until she got the correct answer. This couldn't be about... I've no idea what you're talking about. Kyla shrugged and didn't unmute. The dean unmuted. I think I can provide some information on this. See, you two are a dyad in the force. That's why you were the only two that answered the impossible question about the Hapabore which no reasonable person would be able to answer, let alone two people. Ray said, Dyad, but his hair is all natural, Dean. The girl could see and feel Kyla's eyes rolling at her response. Oh, God. Yep, that's it, a dyad in the force. It's very rare, and we really don't talk about it being A plus for this line. <laughs> we really don't talk about it being a thing, but here we are. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to expel one of you and punish the other with busy work. Them's the breaks. How could this be? The girl asked herself, staring at the blank spot on her desk before her computer, being kicked out of her one shot out of this hellhole of Jaku's kitchen. Her dreams were over before they. Kylo unmutes. That's not a thing, Dean. I cheated and texted her the answer. I forced her to cheat. You can expel me. Before Ray can protest, the dean says, Works for me! Kylo, you are banished from the Jedi Academy. And Ray, you must report to Master Skywalker as his TA. He's kind of damaged goods, so Kylo really got the better end of the deal. All right, well, I have something to order first. So smell you later. And with that, she was saved and the Dean was gone. Ray and Kylo's eyes lock. As Ray clicks to unmute her screen, goes black. Kylo is gone, but she doesn't think that's the last time she'll see him. What is this dyad? Ray assures herself that the dyad is definitely a thing and that the Jedi Academy will definitely explain it to her to make sense of it, even though she's never heard of a dyad in the Force before. The end. I have to say that the most bananas thing about this thing that you've written <laughs> is that now I am like craving the sequel trilogy. 
<laughs> like, I'm like, oh man, Ray and Kylo. This is a, I gotta go watch those movies. Um, yeah, I, and here's the thing if too. We had recorded this earlier in the day. I mm-hmm. might have watched Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it's already early evening, and my time is is nigh. But wow! Um, thank you. Yeah, I'm really curious. Good premise, man. Um, thank you. Good I idea. I have to give some credit to a, a few people. Um, I give credit to no one because I asked multiple people to edit this for me, and one person chart um, said that'll be three hundred fifty dollars. So. To him, he can kick rocks. That's one Tom. Mm-hmm. And then Didn't to another Tom, okay. I he's actually suggested this dyad thing. And um, I took it oh, you closer. The entire premise? Yeah, he 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 suggested okay, that. So it's not yours. Well, he um, he was like, Yeah, you can really play around the diet. I'm like, yeah, cheating. And um, you know, I, I didn't really have a whole lot to go with it. You know, I'm mm-hmm. I I didn't have as many deep underlying themes as you did in yours. Now, yeah, mine was great. Now, when you say the the guy suggested the dyad, do you mean he suggested dyad or he suggested this exact premise and you did almost no work? Oh, no, no, no. I um, He was like, oh, you can really do some cool things with the dyad. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, had, I had had the idea of the two of them were going to be in a Zoom class. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I had some idea of like Palpatine Pal- being in it. But it just it didn't I, mercifully you didn't go with that. I thank you. <laughs> um yeah, so I, I only wanted to throw throw in one um nonsense concept. Um, you know, I had some things about like, hey, I'm your grandpa, and she's like, I'm an orphan, and you know, whatever. But uh I ended mm-hmm. up not going with that. Mm-hmm. So um notice listeners, if you listen to um the original Poe Theater, we um my voice, I didn't really throw it all that much. Um, um, so I, uh, yeah, and I, I kind of changed things a little with this. I guess I ended up eventually sort of leaning into a bit of a Ray voice, but I, I feel like I have a Kylo Ren impression, and I put that on for the last time we did this, and I kind of tried to like mumblecore Kylo Ren. And for this, I t- sort of leaned into the Ray. Uh, your Ray and my Ray are, of course, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You made sure to hike your voice up two or three octaves. I tried to avoid that. And I really kind of tried to think of, like, what would Alden Ehrenreich do? Mm-hmm. Because all throughout the marketing for Solo and the trailers, they, like, very sparingly had him speaking. And mm-hmm. then, you know, to the point where at opening night, I was like, is he going to do an impression of Harrison Ford or not? And Alden Ehrenreich, I think to his credit, decided not to do an impression of Harrison Ford and with his voice, but more to, you know, bring the spirit of Han Solo to the role, like not be such a literal one for one. And let me try and talk like him. And so I really tried to bring a similar spirit to my portrayal of Ray. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice, um, to our screenies, um, that are also Poheads. Um, I took different components of different genres and kind of threw it in there. So like when I was tell. Um, bringing in Luke, you know, the professor who's seen some things, um, I was thinking to myself, listen, it's Star Wars. He's been in a few. So clearly he's seen some things. And that, you know, with the veterans that I know, um, they're people that have 
um, a story to tell. And with that, there's baggage to it. So I was trying to bring in that energy and that emotion and not the, you know, um, right. You were trying to exploit the service of your friends for your Star Wars fan fiction. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that. <laughs> I would say that I definitely was very, um, I had a lot of trepidation about this. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you know what? Listen, we're gonna, we're gonna figure out what you, the fans think. So, um, yeah. if you, you know, we'll throw in a poll like a week after this is done of, mm-hmm. you know, which one did you like more? Um, do you want more? And then there'll be a fourth option of God. No, please stop. And, <laughs> and then, yeah, cause I, honestly, after we finish this, there's a part of me and I know it would be more work and I would hate it and I would immediately regret it. But part of me is like, well, let's just turn this podcast into a fan fiction podcast and we'll just switch off who writes it every week. <laughs> um, the level of stress that went into writing this, um, oh boy. cause I wrote it <laughs> two hours before we recorded. Um, just oh in a strain gosh. of consciousness, <laughs> <laughs> like Ulysses, because <laughs> there's certain points where I was just writing, and I was like, you know what? I'll just I'll just uh, make the edit while I'm actually saying the lines. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Now, Josh, let's. So we're gonna end um, in a, in a second. Um, but you, uh, yes, we got nothing but time. But we, um, y- you did a. And this is um, something that actors can do is they take lines and then they intentionally leave something out um, mm. in order to do their performance. Now, if we mm-hmm. were you know, going to record this, go to the studio um, for our fans, that'd be fine. But now that we definitely have time, um, here's the line. Okay, here's the line. So when you were Snoke, you... The, the line is, yup, that's, that's it, a diet in the force. It's very rare, and we don't really talk about it being a thing, but apparently here we are. And you took out the, mm-hmm. awor- the word apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't you talk about that a little bit? Well, I don't know if you noticed, but a great amount, and you didn't notice. I know you didn't notice, because this is an audio medium. It's a podcast. Uh-huh. Um, a great deal of physicality goes into that voice that I use for Snoke and it involves me. I don't know how familiar with yoga any of our listeners are, but it involves me doing a full on bridge. Okay. Where I lay down on my back mm-hmm. and I put my hands, my palms face down on the floor behind my head right. and my feet planted flat on the ground. And then I arch my back so that I am holding myself up like a bridge face up mm-hmm. and my neck is dangling down so that my esophagus is stretched um, really as far as it will go. And I just open my mouth. I just keep my mouth open until it dries out entirely. Totally dry. Bone dry. Opposite of moist, you know. Um, and then I, I use that posture and that body language. It's a lot like Andy Circus. Huh? Oh, uh, he's, he's, a very, um, he's a very physical actor. Right, exactly, and there's there's a a physicality to that, uh, and with that physicality comes really truly a ticking clock. Um, I am something of a method actor, and that method, um, should I lean too far into it, will destroy me. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a lot like Luke projecting himself onto Crate. It takes a heavy toll, mm-hmm. and so I really have to. Um, 
use my time wisely while in this state, um, not least of which because I'm wearing slippers on a hardwood floor. And so the bridge is hard to do without my feet slipping. So, you know, I don't know, whatever. I mean, and, you wrote it in two hours. I read it really quickly. And, I and said apparently that is what happens in the creative process, listeners. Yeah, and is, similarly, I want I wanted to talk about your creative process because you had a fun uh, line reading that I really wanted to to get into. Um, it's a it's a shame James Lipton, who hosted Inside the Actors Studio, is is no longer with us. I wish he were. So that he could ask you this question rather than me. Mm-hmm. What went behind your choice to um, read something that was clearly supposed to be funny in your own script that you yourself wrote and then laugh at it? Um, well, with that being the case. Talk to me about that creative choice. Um, I'm a person that as I write and as I perform – I think to myself, as long as I think it's funny, it's all right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at that particular time, when I, you know, made fun of um, this um, Star Wars trivia that I did um, two years ago, and how they rejected my phonetic spelling of the Hapapur, ah. and I, you know, just ran mm-hmm. them through the mud. I didn't name them mm-hmm. the pandemic, and I don't want to, you know, cancel them. But um, I. I enjoy, um, I, I, I like to be with the audience as I'm also acting and listening at the same time, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. acting and listening at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's called active listening. Yeah. It's a great skill in a relationship. So it makes sense that you would, um, you would use it here. And then I, yeah. So I also just really like that, um, reading this script, I have no idea what your occupation is. Like professionally, I have no idea where you're coming from. There's no jargon or colloquialisms that betray your um, livelihood. Yeah, and one might say <laughs> that I have this crippling anxiety when it comes to writing and that Weird. it took me multiple years to turn out a significant piece of um, writing that I had to do in order to receive a certain title. And for this, I just, you know... Um, Heart open, just jumped right into the material. It was your own obituary, and you had to write it to join the Church of Satan. Oh, man. Let's, uh, let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's end with that. Okay. Um, so, listeners, um, let us know. Um, you know, yeah, if you, if you, s- email. if you send us an email, we're going to do some weird stuff. Yeah, um, I guess at some point, we should set the threshold for what the next, like, if you do this, then it'll be my turn to write another fan fiction. Because I remember having, I have the framework for a piece of fan fiction. I don't, I remember the setup. I don't remember what I was thinking, but I remember the setup for my next work of fan fiction. It did involve Finn and Rose. And oh, okay. I don't know what you, the listener, has to do to make that happen. Um, but, you know, throw a few things at the wall and uh, we'll see. So, podcast at gmail.com, at Podcast is our Twitter, although only 98 of you actually know that. Um, and it's our Instagram as well. Um, next week, we're talking High Republic, I think. And, Should I read um, that? Oh, it's good. Yeah, the, the Jedi they focus on is, I might, he might be a top 10 Jedi for me after reading this book. 
Yeah. And with that, um, you are now going to be in turmoil of <laughs> do I buy this book or not for the next week. Yeah, so, um, listeners, see ya. Bye.